Hello, and welcome to another episode of May the Power Protect You podcast, a podcast where we talk about everything that goes on with Power Rangers, including new episodes of the TV show, new merchandise, and, you know, financial calls for the company that owns them, <laughs> and just, you know, everything that goes on in the Morphin Grid. I am one of your hosts, Joel, and with me is... Kevin! And, you know, like, like we do every time before we get started... Um, we really want to stress, uh, underline, underscore, that this podcast stands in solidarity with the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, you know, we've talked about this for months now. You know, it's probably not as actively on your timeline. You know, if you're not a black person, you may not even, you know, it may not be on your radar at all. But we really want you, we want to stress that this is an important matter, that this is not going away that this is not something that can just be swept under the rug or forgotten about. It is important that we continue to focus on it, that we continue to make strides and efforts towards raising this issue. Um, and as you know, like we do each time, we encourage our listeners to find a way that you can help, whether that's donating time, joining in on a protest, donating money to different, you know, bail funds, different organizations that help enrich black lives in your community. Yeah. Uh, any way that you can help out uplifting black voices, just that, you know, or that you feel could help do some good, that's a way that you can help. Um, but if you're looking for other ways, we always direct to a nice little hub for information, which is Black Lives Matters with an S dot card, C-A-R-R-D dot C-O. Because, you know, as we say it each time, all lives can't matter unless Black Lives Matter. So do your part, be a hero in the way you can, make sure that this is not forgotten, make sure people understand that this needs to be changed, that we need to make sure people understand this mm -hmm. with that said we'll move on to kind of our topics uh the first of which we got a new episode of dino fury yeah uh, episode two aired this morning sporix unleashed uh <laughs> this was a fun one <laughs> i i'm still kind of on a high from the premiere and i you know and even then i still really enjoyed a lot of what was in this episode uh but i'll kind of toss it to you kevin what did you think of this one I don't know. I don't, you don't know, know how I felt. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Not. I loved it. it okay, was good. okay. I was gonna say. I was like, oh, this is gonna be fun. We're gonna have a whole <laughs> conversation. I was like, all right, okay. I was like, well, what do you need to like? What no? Okay. I said what you, I said. You got <laughs> all right, Tamisha. Tamisha Iman is coming. Mm -hmm, for you. <laughs> mm -hmm. No, um, no. I just forgot to have a little fun moment with that. Um, <laughs> no, I think it was um, definitely enjoyable. Um, I part of me has been worried about the power rangers premiere curse that we've seen in the past few years mm -hmm. where the first two episodes are <clears throat> pretty strong you know pretty enjoyable and then the decline starts you know i think ninja steel is probably for me the worst offender of that to be quite honest um however this episode was really enjoyable it was really great um i think for me one of the common themes that ran through my head as i was watching it was it I think this is the closest Power Rangers has felt to being similar to like the Disney era and the Saban, the original Saban era in quite a while. Yeah. Like in terms of story beats, in terms of humor, in terms of action, it definitely, it works. Um, 
I think we talked about it last week, of course, with Simon Bennett's comments about how the comedy now, instead of having a single focus character for the comedy um, that we know of, I'll talk about that in a second, um, mm-hmm. we have the comedy being between the banter and the interactions of the characters. And we yeah. definitely saw a lot of that in this episode. Um, I think I thought the training sequence was really cute where they were trying to get the morph call right. Um because <laughs> it paid off later in the episode when they actually do it, and then Zato's like, nice. Um, yeah. Let's also, we don't get that very often in any of the seasons. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like this is one of the first times we've ever actually seen them practicing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was, like, and that's, if you if you listen to any kind of Power Rangers fans talk about the show, or people argue, or complain about things, it's always that, oh, the Rangers automatically know what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I do really like that in this kind of two first two episodes, we're being shown that Ollie and Amelia really don't know and that they are having to learn. Yeah. But yeah, continues. All yeah. Right? Well, and it's also good because Ollie and Amelia are kind of the audience lens that they're learning everything through Zato. So it's really nice. And it's really cool. Um, I think for me, um, the action was pretty well done. Uh the only thing I'm a little concerned about is um, some of the ADR, uh, the recorded audio with them in the suits. Um, I'm attributing this to them like getting used to it and getting started. There's just times where I feel like Zato is kind of not wooden, but he's just that energy isn't always there. Like it was. He's really... a little flat. He's a little yeah, flat yeah. Like and it's not bad. Like I, I think of Andrew Gray and Megaforce, and that's bad. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah um and zato is just very subtle and subdued which is very different compared to past rangers we've gotten and maybe that's part of it maybe that's just how he is um and maybe we find that out later on but i'm attributing some of that right now to them like this was probably filmed on week two if that if not week one so i'm assuming that like as the show goes on kind of similar to beast morphers um it will get better as time goes on so um I think I have a new favorite character in the form of mucus. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, I was expecting just this cringy character and like she was adorable and like the voice actress was really really good. Like I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed her interactions. <laughs> I I did too. I was actually very pleasantly surprised with how they decided to adapt that character. Mm-hmm. Um it, it's it's silly and ridiculous, but it gives me kind of Rito Revolto energy mm-hmm. in the way that Mucus is just like, okay, yeah. sure, I'll listen to you. Sure, you want to boss me around? Cool. Yeah, she's like, I love bosses. <laughs> yeah, it's just, yeah. it's, it's very, it's very good. Um, and it, so I didn't look at the voice actress for that character. Um, Mm-hmm. It sounds a little bit like Poissandra, but I'm not 100% that that's who that is. So it is not. Um, I, look, okay. I looked it up. I can't find the name, but I looked it up earlier and it is not uh, Poissandra's okay. actress. But it, it felt to me like a mixture between Curio and Poissandra. Yeah, which so. makes makes perfect sense for that character. And I, and I, I really I enjoyed that one, too. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to kind of see going forward that interaction with Void Knight and that and uh, Mucus. Yeah. I also like the Rangers reaction. They're like, wait, what did they say their name was? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I even loved it when she was like, OK, I'm going to attack you now. And then like Zato slashes her one time and, he, and she disintegrates. And he was like, oh, that was easier. That was easier. Yeah. Um, and of course, you know, I think. We're, we're still getting the seeds like things are being built up um i think 
two things that caught my eye was the fact that the green, black, and gold power keys are missing. Salon, yes. Salon only had two of them. And also the fact that Void Knight revealed what he needs the Sporks for to power a machine. So I like that they're giving us the breadcrumbs instead of just spelling it out. So, Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, that makes me excited to find out what happens with Izzy and Javi when they get their powers. Mm-hmm. Like, how... How do they stumble across them? Because uh, we know they become rangers, we just don't know how. Um, mm-hmm. And then also, like, I, I I have theories on how they'll bring in gold and what that character could be, mm-hmm. um, you know, based off of Rue Soldier. Uh, I, but this tease of, like, oh, they fell with their, their warriors, so, you know, they're kind of lost right now. It's just a fun way mm-hmm. to play that. It is, yeah. Uh, and I'm also very intrigued with this Void Knight thing, and I'm just like, what? What does the machine do? <laughs> right. Well, and honestly, and this is what I was thinking about, it, it's kind of nice that they're not throwing everything at us at once. Mm-hmm. Like, I think back to when Super Mega Force happened and we had, like, every episode was a reveal, every episode was, like, a, you know, toy debut. Like, it was, it was packed. Um, but one of the things that kept running through my mind in this episode was pacing. It felt well-paced. Yeah, I agree. In a similar way, like, so I, I think in any of the Neo Saban seasons, uh, it feels like we are bombarded with stuff half the time. Like, mm-hmm. we get, like, in, in specifically, the name of attacks are always just, we they get thrown at us, they mean nothing. Uh, mm-hmm. You're not supposed to remember them, just, hey, you know, this is Final Strike, this is this. Rapid Blast. Yes, it, it, it's... But I think what this, what you know, by showing the boost keys, by showing, you know, explaining what they do, mm-hmm. by, like, being very particular about how the Zords do it, and how, the, like, Zato explains certain attacks, it all feels very paced well, and it feels like mm-hmm. it's giving kids that, like, hey, this is a thing you should remember. Hey, the Morphin Call, this is how you do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it feels very deliberate, and I, and I, really, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Uh, and what's nice too is with the power keys like they already are in the base so it's not going to be like we have to introduce a key like they can just be like okay here's the key we already had let's use it yeah so uh i'm also intrigued the fact that uh the tricera zord and the ankylo zord are not accounted for right now right they're inactive yes so we're assuming we'll see that probably next episode Mm -hmm. uh with them come in which then means we probably won't see izzy and javier until roughly four or five that's been the common theory yeah uh so that's uh, i just i don't know like i don't want to i don't want to be like uh, just the love fest um so you mentioned earlier that there was a thing that you were like "Mm, we'll touch on that in a bit i think i know what it is can i take a guess go ahead is it the cyborg assistant yes (laughs) jayborg um so i do think Obviously, um, Jay Borg is not a comedic duo, but I do think that they'll probably have... I mean, they're introducing her for a reason. Um, yeah. So I do feel like she's probably going to be some of the comedy bits. Um, but luckily, it wasn't, like, cringe-worthy. It was just like kind of like, okay, that's cool. That's funny. Um, did, did you see the reference in there? I did, yes, to Hartford Robotics. Mm-hmm. So... Uh- yeah, what'd you think about that? I, I it, again, it 
it's that nice little touch of like if you know you know if you don't that's fine mm-hmm. um I, I do agree i'm a little cautious on that when that got introduced i was like who this gives me you know ninja steel vibes where you know sarah can duplicate herself and that's just a thing she can do mm-hmm. and it's never touched upon again mm-hmm. uh it, it's but i think i it just we had to see what that what they do with that character going forward i kind of yeah. assumed when we saw the picture of it it was like a one episode thing and that it would be turned into like a sporex beast or something yeah but the fact that this is meant to be a character going forward i just i have to see what it what they're doing with it mm-hmm. Yeah, I think with Jay Borg, it's going to be interesting to see, like, what that route does for her and what that storyline goes with her. Um, but, you know, we'll see what happens, and we don't know for sure until it happens. Um, I've also been enjoying the supporting cast. Um, Warden Garcia, Dr. Akana, mm-hmm. um, they've been really good so far, and I think I've really enjoyed them. I love Dr. Akana. Like, she's been fabulous, and I hope we see more of her. Um it does leave a plot thread dangling of like, does she know who the Blue Ranger is? I think. And I'm glad that they 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 jumped to that immediately. That we yeah. didn't have her just accept that this person saved her. That that she does have a mode of like, you sound familiar, and then having Ollie have to like drop his voice and be like, mm-hmm. no, ma'am, you don't know me at all. Yeah. <laughs> well, and what I think is interesting is the fact that um, he was upfront about like, there's these things called sporics. And the fact that, like, they made Sporex a public thing, I think that was also really interesting. Um, and it does create a new dynamic with the Ranger hotline. And, you know, I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. Can we, so. okay, can we talk about the two big things that I was really, like, yeah. in love with? Yeah, of course. I was uh, going to ask you how you thought the episode, so go ahead. I really, I really like... I mean, I really enjoyed this one. I think it, you know, continued on very well from the first episode. And I like the fact that everything is kind of paced out. Um, The Rangers teleport again. Yes. Teleportation is back. Like, it's such a weird little thing, but it's so cool. Mm -hmm. And I like that it's, I like that it's not just a a redux of the power, the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers teleport or, you know, Mm Zeo, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it's, It's stylized in its own way. Um, and I also like the fact that, like, we see Amelia and Ollie not be used to it. Like, every time they teleport, they're a little disoriented. They're a mm-hmm. little... <laughs> um, it's It was a very nice touch. It, it, it's a thing that, you know, we've been missing for years. Like, I, when was the last time anyone's teleported that we've seen? The last time consistent teleporting happened, I want to say, was in space. Yeah. Like, I'm that running... That feels right. Like, yeah like i'm running i'm like, running through it in my mind and i know there was in mega force episode one they had that teleportation sequence but that was also which because, was really cool <laughs> yeah and abandoned yeah so like consistent teleporting i think was in space was the last one yeah i mean like you could argue like ninja storm their little like jump run could be air quotes teleporting but like i don't consider it that yeah it's just it, it's I've missed that from like other seasons and it's a dumb little thing, but that is, that's a power Rangers. Right. Well, right. And the one thing too, and this kind of goes back to something I noticed with the show so far is they've tried to make the storytelling very concise and neat. 
you know, mm-hmm. in past episodes of the series of different series, like they have to have the montage of the Rangers running out and running to the running to the danger and showing up. Like we've seen that. So now this is a way for them to be able to concisely move around and like get where they need to be without having to do all this like, oh, we gotta go this way. Um that also applies to like the power keys. Like instead of making a big deal about them, they're just like, this is what it is. I'm going to use it. And then you're going to see what happens. Like it, they've definitely tried to tighten up what they can do. And I, I think I'm noticing that as a consistent theme right now in terms of how Simon is running the show. Yeah, for so, sure. Yeah. Um, I, I just, and then kind of the other thing is the morphing sequence. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I loved it. I I think yeah. it's one of the best we've had in a long time. Yeah, it's um yeah. <laughs> I specifically love the so there's the moment where they like leap in the air and the grid covers them. Yep. And like I was watching all of them but Ollie stuck out to me cuz he looks amazed that it's happening to him. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's a cool little detail that it's not just them like mean mugging to the camera and a a, a outfit coming around them. It's mm-hmm. It's it feels like it's happening in the moment. It feels like we're experiencing it with the Rangers as they morph. It's yeah. just really cool. It's a neat way to do it, and it feels. I I don't know. I just I think of the Neo Saban morphs. I think this is my favorite. Yeah, well, and I I agree too. Like I think it's very dynamic as well, and it I feel like it also homages like certain things. I love the fact that they do like the slam on the ground to like cause an earthquake yes. and make their dinosaur appear. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, I also enjoyed the Time Ranger vibe, so that was kind of neat. Um, yeah, where they jump in the air and like it, the camera pans around them. So I thought that was kind of cool. Um, and the roll call itself, I think, is really well done too. Like they they were very smart and did what Sentai does, and they filmed the roll call on a static screen so they can basically use it whenever they want. They don't have to worry about refilming the location or anything like that so um yeah it definitely felt a bit long um i was kind of reminded of the samurai morph sequence but it's not as long as that (laughs) um it at least feels more dynamic than the samurai one yeah it's not just sword flies to the air like you know it just it it had enough moving parts that i think even if we only see pieces of it going forward Mm -hmm. it'll it'll work like i i just i I kind of I can't wait to see the others morphing as well. So like, oh, it yeah. was very cool. Um, God, I'm trying to think what else there is. Um, we got our first Megazord. Yep. Or first Zord and Megazord. Yep. Uh, I'm a little bummed. Like, I don't <laughs> need it to talk, but I'm a little sad that Tiramigo only roars now as the T Rex champion Zord. It, it's it's just. <laughs> I saw him on screen. It's like, it's my little buddy. And I'm like, oh, okay. You're just a Zord. It's fine. <laughs> well, I mean, it makes sense, though, because Power Rangers consistently, yeah. whenever there are Zords that are alive, like, I don't think there's been a single Zord that came through Talks. as alive. Yeah, like, it's unfortunate, but it is part of it, so. Yeah, it, it's just that. Uh, though, okay, can we talk about one thing that someone, like, people have made the connection of, uh, the reason we've probably seen Zato riding the dinosaur in the past is because that armored red form, mm-hmm. he's riding the red mm-hmm. T-Reg sword. Yeah. And I'm just like, if they do it, I will be so happy. Yeah. Oh, I'm pretty sure it's going to happen. <laughs> I will literally scream. I will be like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Give me that good, good action. I just, uh. Yeah. 
It'll be I, interesting. It's, it's, it is. And it's and I think, you know, we talked about pacing. Mm-hmm. And I think despite the fact that everything feels paced out, that everything feels um like it's given a moment. Yeah. There was still a lot that happened in this episode. There was, yeah. I, it was <laughs> Yeah. We were breezing through things sometimes and just like not breezing through but like we were moving like there was never a moment in this where it felt like okay here's another power ranger thing yeah. okay here's yeah. that um well, so what, what and I, also it, oh, go ahead well i just I, i'm interested going forward once we kind of get out of the premiere out of the explaining everything when we get back into that power rangers format what that'll look like um and like you said, you know, kind of judge it. I think we could get a better picture of what Dino Fury will be once we get to that point. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's also, it's it's also been, I think it was paced really well because we got moments to breathe. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what I've enjoyed about this series because there were some series in the past that like you maybe saw them in human form for like a minute and then they were morphed the rest of the episode like it focuses on them as humans and out of the suits which i think is a really good opportunity um it like i said it just it feels focused it feels like a breath of fresh air um i am hoping it's not just the two episode premiere and then we go from there but i i have a lot of confidence in the writers and uh simon and his vision and i think it's going to be interesting to see where we go from here yeah definitely um and so uh before we kind of leave off i do want to so bringing up simon uh we we had this originally in the notes later on the episode but i kind of want to bring it up now uh it's been very interesting since the show's premiered simon's Mm -hmm. been very interactive with the fans Mm -hmm. regarding the show yeah Um, you know he comments on comments about the show he you know offers insights into what they think of certain characters like we've gotten backstory for solon which is great um (laughs) it's just it's 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 been very interesting having him do that having him be kind of having a dialogue with fans which i Mm -hmm. like we we've had creators on the show do that after being on the show right or like years later but it's really fascinating to have that happening concurrently while the show is airing and presumably still filming yes they are still Uh, filming um the rangers are actually still in uh new zealand so yeah, so it's it's just it's it's interesting kind of getting that with him. Um Yeah. And so I just I, I you know, I, I'm excited going forward. Uh like I, I do think it's interesting that he even like if you if you have a bad comment about the show, he will also like he's not afraid to say something because there was a um a fan who was like, Oh, same EP, same all this, and Simon's like, actually, here's all the things that are different, and that's how <laughs> this affects the show. And I was like I was like all right (laughs) yeah Yeah, i think it i think it's good because i think it shows that simon cares about making a quality product and i think Mm -hmm. i think he also knows too like because when i think of power rangers obviously there's the young four to six year old audience that you know you you aim for Mm -hmm. but i also think of power rangers if it was me in a showrunner position or like you know in hasbro thinking of like making toys and getting people to buy them Power Rangers is one of those franchises that if you can get some goodwill to the older fans, it's going to generate more fans, you know, like, yeah, if, you know, a parent's watching Dino Fury and it's really good and he shares it with his kids, there's a Power Ranger fan right there that's going to, for the next few years, want the toys and buy the toys. And then maybe they stick around or maybe they end up being nostalgic later on. Like Power Rangers really has become, in my opinion, like 
a show that people pass down to the younger generations. And I think it's smart of him to address it and be like, you know what? I am open to feedback. He's been open to feedback even before he was executive producer and provided insight on things. Um, I know I remember there was a scene he talked about Ninja Steel on Ranger Board and he he defended it and he was like, you know what? We worked really hard to make that scene and I'm still proud of it and I still stand by it. And things like that. Like it shows that he is willing to listen to feedback and he is willing to hear what the fans say. But I like that he's not willing to be bullied by the fans either. Yeah. Definitely. And I think I think that's something that's really important in this day and age for creators is to be willing to hear feedback, listen, but then also understand like, okay, it is what it is. And I'm sure that he is taking notes for whatever season they're going to start developing soon. Yeah. And also like, I I think it's good because he's, it puts them in control of the narrative. Cause I think in, in terms of fans, sometimes you get these fan theories of what happened behind the scenes and, you know, Oh, assumptions of they don't care or, you know, A company paid millions of dollars to own a property and they're just going to run it into the ground. It's like, guys, y'all, y'all don't know this. And I, I think it's very cool that he is kind of being like, hey, no, that's not what it's like. This is mm-hmm. how we did this thing. This is how we had to approach stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I, I think, it, I think it, it, it cuts off the like fan kind of speculation in a way and allows fans to understand really what is going on behind the scenes. So I, I really, I'm really thankful that he's doing that. Now, with that said, we'll kind of move out of Dino Fury. Uh, we've got a little bit of merchandise news. Um, mm-hmm. So the Super 7 Super Cyborg Megazord is now available for order. Yes. Um, and they also tease that the Dragon Zord is coming along soon. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw a comment on this one that kind of tickled me. It was Ranger Danger who pointed out the fact they're like, it's fascinating that they put the cockpit in the chest when it's very obvious that the cockpit is in the helmet. Yeah. <laughs> But it, of the Megazord. But it makes sense why they did, because you want to be able to see them and not like a tiny miniature version of them. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. Like, it makes sense, but it, like, it did, like, I did have a moment of like, right, it is in the, okay, yeah. Like, it's yeah. just, I, I don't know. I think, I think I can, like, because isn't the, isn't the Thunder Megazord one in the chest? Or mm-hmm. am I wrong there, too? Thunder Megazord is in the chest because they show the okay. shot of, like, the green, the, like, orb. green jewel yeah, yeah but then the shogun megazord and ninja megazord it switches back to the head yeah it's, so. it, it's all it's very interesting it's just yeah. yeah it's weird things you don't think about until it's pointed out and then your brain's just like right that, yeah uh-huh <laughs> well and i think with this product it's it's obviously um stylized it's, in it's like, stylized and in terms of optics, it's easier to put the rangers like on a chest than it is like to try and put them in a tiny head. Yeah, so it, it makes sense. It yeah. does, yeah. And I think, you know, it is what it is. I'm not going to be buying it personally. I'm not the biggest fan of it to begin with. Um, but yeah. you know, if people buy it, they buy it. Good for them. Yeah, definitely. And I, and I think you know we we kind of we've we've said enough about the Super Seven line. Well, you know, unless we get our hands on it, not much more to say. Right. Um, before we move out of merchandise, Lightning Collection Wave 8 has started being shipped out by certain retailers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I believe Target and some Amazon orders have been mm-hmm. shipping. Yes, uh, uh, primarily Target and Amazon. Um, people are also finding figures in Walmarts um, across the country. So there is that. Um, yeah, I know I've got, I pre-ordered uh, everything but Leo for that wave from Target and uh, SPD Pink and Dino Thunder Blue actually will be on my doorstep today as of recording, and then my Zeo Green still hasn't shipped yet. 
Um, I think that's everyone. Everyone's like, Adam hasn't shipped yet. Yeah. Why? Yeah. So, um, yeah. So look forward to those figures and adding them to your shelves. And it's really exciting. So. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I'm tempted to go buy another uh, Black Ranger so we can have it. Uh, Adam, that we can put that helmet on. We're also probably going to end up buying another Zeo Green at some point if we can get our hands on it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> I kind of can't wait for. Uh, we, uh, see these figures because yeah. uh, i think this is a really solid wave yeah and i can't wait to have that in hand yeah i'm telling you uh, metallic black will show up and you'll have an adam season three head so yeah you you know but it'll happen the heart wants what the heart wants now <laughs> yeah uh, but it's, it's just, judge <laughs> i yeah i mean at this point we're all just like <laughs> uh, but it's it's just you know again it's just exciting to get these things in, in hand because i feel like with lightning collection m and a little bit with like the renegade stuff it's easy to like forget that stuff is on in the way so mm-hmm. like when you're waiting in between them it's like right okay mm-hmm. we don't have anything till this month or we don't have anything mm-hmm. till april it's mm-hmm. that, that kind of thing you forget what's on the way or until it kind of gets on hand so mm-hmm. i kind of can't wait to get them yeah um, but the other big news thing that happened this week is Hasbro had their um, big investor event, a mm-hmm. uh, big investor call, and they, you know, publicly streamed this. So anyone was able to watch it. And, you know, um, a lot of fans uh, took part in it <laughs> um, <laughs> for better or worse. Um, uh, you know, we talked about this before. I don't think a lot of people understand what that call was meant to be. Right. Um it's 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 an internal company thing companies have to do it's essentially where they go hey this is how much money we earned this is how much money we spend mm-hmm. and, you know this is our plan to make more money mm-hmm. um, and that's kind of what it is yeah uh, but we did get a couple of tidbits uh, we'll kind of quickly run through them so first which PulseCon will happen again mm-hmm. uh, so we'll definitely see that coming back yep uh, n- next Power Rangers is expanding to premium television animation and a shared universe mm-hmm. which we kind of knew but that confirms animation mm-hmm. uh dino fury will have two seasons again kind of knew that mm-hmm. and then that power rangers and hasbro entertainment will be platform agnostic uh they're trying to keep this this way so that they will have many different ways to view their media mm-hmm. um so stuff leading leaving netflix is not a like sign of the end of the world it just means they're probably moving it to a different platform mm-hmm. uh so kind of makes sense with what they're tr- trying to do uh but uh you know kind of with this news kind of with everything that was said what did you think of this kevin was there anything that stuck out to you um about this investor call yeah i mean a lot of it is kind of the signs building to what we already know um the idea of a shared universe has already been talked about um obviously we don't know if it's going to be a reboot or if it's going to continue the current continuity um but i think it really power rangers definitely can improve and enjoy a shared universe continuity like that where there's different forms of media happening um because that power, that universe is so big and it you know when i think of stuff like that i think of like star wars that has like you know a live action series a live action movie an animated series and all of that and it's all canon and they make it work and you know i i really do think we'll start seeing more of that and i think hasbro sees that potential in power rangers um because i do think in the right hands if you position it right, especially in this day and age with streaming, animation, um, and all the ways you can view media, like 
they could definitely prop Power Rangers up to be like a, t- a flagpole for Hasbro. I yeah, I could see that happening, and I think that's what they're trying to do is trying to create this gigantic universe. Um, I think. Well, and look, look at the look at the other things that Hasbro has where they've done that, which is like Transformers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, to a lesser extent, GI Joe. Right. You know, they've got Ghostbusters that they're trying to keep. They you know reboot and bring mm-hmm. back in different ways. Mm-hmm. So, like, I mean, it, it makes perfect sense. You know, on the like air quote girl side, My Little Pony. Like, they're definitely. Mm-hmm trying that Mm -hmm. and so this that makes this all makes perfect sense to me right no it does um i i think an animated series will be an interesting and exciting thing that we'll see whether it'll be 2d or cgi we don't know yet of course um you know i remember thinking back in 2010 when um the rumors of the animated series were happening when the live action side got canceled Uh, i don't know if you remember that or not but um, yeah. I remember, like, I was a little nervous about it, and I was worried because I was like, how can Power Rangers be an animated series? You know, it's live action. It's all this. But I think one thing that is really good is that we've seen through the comic books, we've seen through the different ways we're seeing the show, like tabletop games, it can work. And I'm excited to see how they handle it without the restrictions of, you know, filming a live action stunt sequence where you have to be careful and you have money and all that. Um, I think uh, one thing that makes made a lot of sense too was the idea that hasbro was kind of trying to be platform agnostic instead of there are some companies that they, you know they, they have exclusivity rights of hulu or netflix and that's the only way you can view them i think they're being really smart here by kind of spreading their properties out among different streaming services because then that way one it's accessible to people that maybe only have a certain streaming service and two if you want to have all of it available to you you have to find ways to have all of it <laughs> so it, it makes sense and i think it also like if you want to watch one specific season of power rangers maybe it's on youtube you watch it on youtube um if you only want to watch a specific season like beast morphers you don't have to go crazy and buy dvds you can just go watch it on netflix like so that makes sense um i'm excited to see PulseCon returning like it obviously costs them money to pull it off, but like compared to hosting a physical con, I think the success they got from PulseCon definitely made it worth the investment. Um, yeah. So I'm excited to see what they do with that later this year. I'm sure that'll be a really big deal too as we move forward. Um, but you know, I think we've been saying this for a long time on the show. Hasbro knows what they're doing, and like we've been seeing the pieces come together, and now we're starting to see the foundation being built. Like we they've had a plan this whole time and they've been slowly building towards that plan. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think everything that like, like we said, everything that they have said makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, each of the steps, you know, the fact that stuff left Netflix and is moving to YouTube mm-hmm. makes sense with them being platform agnostic. It also protects Hasbro from, you know, there's definitely a viewpoint right now with all the different streaming services like mm-hmm. being created. It seems like there's a new one every month. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a bubble to this and it will eventually pop. Mm-hmm. And when it does, Hasbro, by not having everything on one platform, is not tied to the fate of one platform. Right. They're kind of spread out. You know, if, you know, there's no way this would happen. But if YouTube ever went down, you know, the stuff is still on Netflix or if Netflix goes away, they can move it to YouTube. Like it kind of, it protects them in a very specific way. Mm-hmm. And that makes perfect sense. Yes. Uh, and just like, you know, not again, we, we dip into this all the time, but like fan opinion on this was like, there was some fan outcry that, Oh, they didn't announce anything new or, you know, they've had the brand for two years. How can they not have all this stuff ready? And it's like, they, 
they're doing stuff. They are yeah. making moves. Like it's not like I don't think we need to rush to have a movie in production. Right. I don't think we need to rush to have um another TV show in production. I mm-hmm. think the fact that they're taking their time, that they're figuring out what this universe can look like mm-hmm. is only a benefit to whatever we get down the line. Right. Well, and I think um, this is the, this is the thing that I really do think about and I really wonder is you know yes they've had the brand for two years but it feels like their focus has been maintaining the tv show so they can learn how to do it and then also lightning collection and getting the toy lines out Mm -hmm. the thing that people also need to remember is we are currently almost on the one-year anniversary of a global pandemic that shut down a lot of things and working through zoom working from home it's not as expedient as it would be working in a writer's room or working in a boardroom Mm -hmm. And it just kind of is, it's getting old to hear, like, they've done nothing, they've done nothing. Like, we have gotten so many things. And, like, with Heroes of the Grid continuing, the Boom Studios comics continuing, and relaunching, like, people have to remember that Hasbro has been in those conversations this whole time. Yep. And just because it's not specifically Hasbro doesn't mean they don't have a hand in it. So that's all I'm going to say, but... Yeah, no, and you're absolutely correct. Like, the idea that, like, they should be already in production on a movie, it's like, no, there's stuff that was in production during the pandemic that's still not done. Right. Like, we're just now getting to the point where, like, film productions can kind of resume and, you know, some are doing it safely, others are not. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just, you know, we are, we're still learning how this world works when we're having to do things like social distancing, Mm -hmm. like making sure masks, like making sure there's not major spreading events like mm-hmm. it's just you know there's a lot to that you know like yeah. as you brought up it's just i i don't know yeah. my thing is like they've had it for two years in it they were they've done a season of a show where they were like half in half out with beast workers dino fury is the first pure hasbro production that we've had mm-hmm. um they've the lightning collection you know say what you will about flaws say what you will about missing paint apps or you know paint errors yada 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 we're still 40 like no, we're more than forty figures deep at this point. We're like they've done so much, we, and just like yeah, we're on wave nine coming out next. Yeah, yeah, we like we we have surpassed what Bandai did with the Legacy line, which never like really got outside of Mighty Morphin, you know, outside of a couple teams, and you know, so like I don't, I just it's look. You don't have to love everything they're doing. You don't even have to be happy with what they're doing. Mm-hmm. But to sit there and act as if they're not trying to revitalize this brand, that they're not trying to figure out ways to make it move forward, mm-hmm. um, it's just wrong. I'm just, I'm sorry, yeah. you're wrong. You don't understand what you're talking yeah. about. And you're incorrect. Yeah. <laughs> and it's valid to have critiques. Like there are things that I've mm-hmm. that I've had problems with with certain things that have been going on in the fan- in the series and the franchise, but. There's critiquing and then there's complaining. And I do think that our fandom has a problem with the f- latter rather than the former. Um, oh, oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so. Not and not to, de- to beleaguer the point, but um, I'm of the opinion that if something doesn't make you happy and it hasn't made you happy in a long time, you are perfectly fine to walk away from it. Mm-hmm. And it, it's okay because you'll still have what you we're happy with it that doesn't invalidate it it doesn't make it go away yeah it just you know it's a thing 
fandom and nerd culture could really stand to learn. Mm -hmm. Um, But that being said, we'll kind of wrap up with the Hasbro event. Mm -hmm. You know, overall, I think there's some exciting stuff to come down the line. It's just, you know, when we get to the actual announcements, you know, we get to see what it is they're doing. Um, So just kind of, Mm -hmm. it's a stay tuned for right now. Or, you know, in the words of Scott Gaeta from Renegade, (laughs) you know, just wait. Like, one last thing before we head out for today, uh, we did get confirmation that Beast Morpher season two will arrive to Netflix uh, for the U.S. Mm-hmm. and on March first. Mm-hmm. So if you missed out on Beast Morphers while it aired, uh, or you know when it aired in the U.K., mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you get to watch it now uh, on Netflix. Uh, I may try and pull my husband into watching it because I do think he would enjoy it if he did. So mm-hmm. you know that might be our next series after we get through Mystic Force. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, that'll be good. Yeah, I'm excited to give... I'm tempted to give Beast Morphers a chance as I continue my Neosaban rewatch that is off and on. Um, but it'll be nice to watch it not on a phone screen. <laughs> yeah. Because that's what definitely. I had to do the whole time. With that, that's kind of everything for this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we, you know, head out, as always, you know, if you want to interact with us, you can find us on social media on Twitter at MayThePowerPod. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to reach out to us via email, you know, tell us what we're doing great. Tell us what we're not doing great. Suggest topic ideas. Tell us what you like about Dino Fury or what you thought about the Hasbro investor call. Uh, you know, we're always happy to hear from y'all. Mm-hmm. You can reach us at email. You can reach us via email at maythepowerpod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to reach out to me, you can find me on most social media at Punk. And where can they find you, Kevin? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at BridgeMT3. And, you know, before we head out, like we say each time, thank you guys so much for listening to us. Mm-hmm. You know, we really appreciate it. You know, we we don't do this necessarily for the listens, but we're happy to have people listen. Happy people want to hear our thoughts about, you know, color-coded superheroes. You know, it's just great. Uh, so with that said, as always, may, may the, the power, power protect, protect you. you.